Hello and welcome to the For Her Empire podcast. I'm your host, Abim Waucha, and in this podcast, we address the personal and the business issues that thrill entrepreneurs face in their day-to-day lives. Today's podcast is about how to stay focused in your business and how to multiply your income stream. Now, at the end of this, our goal is for you to be able to achieve success and scale your business. And that's why we have the franchise expert, Nicolene Elhadad, to come on board today. Now, Nicolene, as I've just said, is a franchise expert. She took one of her many businesses, franchised it nationwide, and now she helps coach other businesses, other business owners to do the same. All right. Nicole, welcome. Well, Nicoline, welcome. Hi, Abby. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. <laughs> okay, so I know I gave like a very short description of who you are, but you might want to introduce yourself, introduce your business a bit more to us before we jump into everything. Yes, of course. So I'm Nicolene Alfredat and I am a franchise coach. Um, I'm a business consultant that helps people that have small businesses to multiply to millions. And that can mean different um, ventures for everybody. You can either multiply to millions through physical money, but also through having more locations and growing your team so that you don't have to work more, but your business continues to grow. So that is my my strength, my my, my power stream that I've got. Um, we started our very first business from our garage and um, that was 14 years ago. And today we have seven different businesses and this is also something that i want to talk about today is how i believe that you should have multiple income streams into your home not just into your business which is another area that we will focus on but specifically into your home as well so that when things like COVID happens all your income streams cannot get cut off you know instantaneously at the same time so um, i believe in that and we've actually then grown to seven businesses and one of those businesses we franchised across the country because i believe that i wanted to have a massive brand i wanted to impact millions with my product and um, it was a coffee or it is a coffee shop and um yeah and we've done that and today i have 23 locations across the country and we continue to grow um yeah and that specific one business now allows me to have a consistent six-figure income every single month and i barely work an hour in that specific business a day so i am here to inspire people that you know even the idea that you could have could really grow the the the, the big thing i think that um, people are missing sometimes is that clear vision and their goal and i know abby you and i are going to talk about that today yes 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 so now let's talk about the part of staying focused i know before we start recording you talked about having a goal and um i feel like every thrill entrepreneur has a, a, a goal a monetary goal does that count <laughs> as what you're yes. talking about <laughs> yes yes goals goals is i think that's where the the confusion sometimes come in it's either people think it only can be money but it, it can be so many things the difference is when you know what it is is that you want is we sometimes just focus on that we see it like this big end white light that you're running towards and working towards but we forget to plan it all the way down and back to where we are now and also we forget to give it realistic timelines i personally i like i'm a very big goal driven person i'm very hard on myself i will sometimes even give myself too little time to actually reach the goal which is it's it's not logically possible and then you put too much pressure on yourself and then you actually might fail and then not want to try something new so all of that plays a big role with mindset and everything but i focus on whenever we want to do something in our business let's say for example you want to grow with money you need to know what that amount is and then you need to figure out by when do you want that money to be there so if we want to say this time next year you want to double your income Okay, you need to know exactly what that amount is. Don't even say just double. Say it's $10,000. Yeah. 
dollars, $100,000, whatever that is to you. And then you have to work it through the 12 months back. And then you have to work it into each week so that you're very clear that each week, for example, you need to make $1,000, whatever that is for you. And then we say, what are you currently doing to make money? And that can be maybe you have a service, you have one product, maybe you have five things that you do every day that can bring in that $1,000 for the week. And then we help you figure out so that you can create more options to bring in that money. Um, you can make more money from the services and products that you sell already, but I believe adding more services or another additional product will bring that additional income stream in for you to make your target reachable. But it's to be that clear. So for example, Abby, if you want to make $1,000 more in a week and whatever you're doing today is giving you 500, you know that you only need to work on the additional 500. So yeah. it really becomes down to the numbers. You need to be very clear so that it's not just a big amount because we cannot just say, oh, I just want more customers because if I have more customers, they'll buy more. It's not always the, the case. You can have a lot of customers come through your door and then they'll buy the cheapest thing you've got. Yeah. You don't reach the actual target that you have. But you can also say, I only need one customer to buy the most expensive product I have. And then I've reached my target. And yeah. that will maybe be mean less stress or less work. But there's a lot of different things in there as well. I also focus with my clients specifically when we build this plan out that you need to know which products and services bring you in the most money. Now, for example, in my coffee shop, just to give it as a clear example, we have a menu with about 40 items that we sell. Mm -hmm. But we know only 20% of the items on our menu bring in 80% of our money. Well, and this for. is general for <laughs> most, yes, and this is the general for most businesses. So if you, even if you only offer, let's say 10 things, you know, you're a coach, you have 10 programs or 10 ways people can work with you one-on-one -on -one in a group program, you've got a pay, pay as you go kind of platform. But when you actually go back at the end of the month and see where did your money come from, you will notice that there are certain things that bring in the biggest chunk. Now that might be your most expensive offer. It might be uh, your most popular thing. Like in our coffee shop, we have one specific drink that we know is our best seller, but everybody always buys something with it. So the, the point of this is to focus on those things that are bringing in the most money and not to waste your time on the products and services that don't bring in as much. So it's just to, sometimes because I think a lot of times businesses will just try to push their business. They try to push their business in general instead of actually focusing on the money making things first. Yeah. Um, another idea that I also share with my clients is that you can literally take your menu and increase the pricing with like two or three percent on those top sellers that we were just mm -hmm. talking about. And instantly you would make more money as well because people come back for the popular item. If the price yeah. goes up with a dollar or two, they won't really, they won't really it doesn't I'm not saying make difference. it double. They won't maybe even notice that there's a dollar or two extra. But if it's something that sells by itself automatically, like in a coffee shop or in a flower store or in a restaurant, that is where additional money will instantly come in without a massive change to you or to your staff or you know anything dramatic that has to happen. I just think sometimes business owners think that I have to think of this amazing new idea, invent yeah. something, you know, geniusly big, and it really does not have to be that bad. You can um, create businesses from inside the business that you already have. Okay. So now we've covered having a goal. Let's say I have a finance goal. And I want to get to this at the end of the year. I break it down by month and break it down by week. After breaking it down by week, I look at my existing products and what's the high income generating products and what's what are my what are my options here? Um, if I if how many of these products would I need to sell to meet this weekly goal, right? Yes. 
Yes, be that clear. You need to know, I need to sell five of this, six of this, 20 of this, maybe it's even a hundred of something. But when you do that, you're clear. You've got numbers. Our brains like to know what we're working towards. It's like, if you're, you're not going to join you know, a race, if you don't know how long the race is going to be, like if it's an hour, six hours, a kilometer, like you need to know where you're running to. And yeah. once you know, your brain has a goal. We give up easily because we don't actually know where we're going. So if you only have this big amount, it's hard to reach $100,000. If you don't know how am I going to get there, you don't have a plan. But if someone said to you, oh, no, don't worry. I'm going to give you these five steps. You'll go, oh, that sounds nice. I can do that now. So you're that person. Be that person for yourself. Give yourself the steps, the guideline, the map to get there. And and if you start your map and you see that, okay, I I don't have enough to offer to get to the hundred. I can only get halfway. That's when we start looking at what are additional things we can do now. Do I need to look at maybe creating a new business on the side with a friend of mine? Do I maybe need to look at maybe creating a brand new product that I do add to my menu that my competitors are offering. Because I think a lot of times we forget that the competitors is a big space where you can learn from. We don't need to copy what they do. But for example, if you have a hair salon and you sell products, and there's usually products in the south shelf, you can kind of pick it yourself, that it's shampoos and all these beauty products as well. But if you know there's a brand out there that everybody loves, but you don't stock it in your stores at the moment, it should be something that you consider stocking because it won't cost any of your time. So if it's a popular brand that people will buy anyway by just walking into your store, which means your people don't have to sell it, there's no, you know, like it's not an effort, that's an immediate income stream. But sometimes we as business owners want to be very stubborn and say, no, I'm going to choose the first And then at the end, you're upset because you didn't reach your target. We have to remember, if if you just add one product to your menu that you've never had before, you could be opening a door to new customers that will come to you specifically for that product in the first place, but will maybe end up buying other things from you. Your other services, they get to know you, they'll mention it to a friend. And when they, if they got their products from a regular supplier and they might not have stock, you're always their second go-to person. Now, in the beginning, this must, you know, it wouldn't sound very attractive to you, but it, over the long run, you can build up a whole new clientele because you added something that you were maybe just not even thinking about. Almost like a long game um, strategy of sorts. Yes, nothing, nothing in business, Abby, happens overnight. This whole work an hour and then go sit on the beach and you'll make millions, that, that concept does not work. I mean, eventually we'll get there. I think we all want to get there. Yeah. You, have to, you have to understand something will start small today, but it will escalate if you feed it slowly, a little bit of your love every single day. You don't have to hire someone full time just to do this one income stream for you. It has to be something that can blend in with your business, becomes part of what you do anyway, and then you can see how it grows. So for example, even in, I'll use the beauty industry as an example because I have a beauty salon as well. You could start creating programs that you can sell online, how you teach people how to do a morning routine for their skin and an evening routine. You can um, teach people how to take properly care of their hair, how not to do something at home. People love education. And if they love your industry, you can think of ways how to educate people in there. Now, this is where people usually think, no, but I'm not a teacher. I, I'm, I only run my business. Yeah, people forget there are millions of people sitting you know, on their couches today dreaming of having a business. 
If you're listening to this and you have a business, you're not those. You're the other millions that have actually stepped up. You're one of the few that took the, the guts and, and actually went towards your dreams and started a business. So you are a, a platform that you can teach. You are someone that actually can share what you know because you've done already the scariest thing, which is just taking the first step. So starting something new, starting something additional, thinking of how I can partner with you know the coffee shop next to me to help me grow my business if you have like a flower shop it shouldn't even scare you because you've already done the scariest part which is starting your business in the first place mm -hmm. and i think that's where I, I i connect with my clients really well because we ignite that fire and we start thinking bigger and bolder and after a while nothing in your mind is impossible and you need to reach that point where everything just becomes more clear because we unfortunately get very negative in our mindset. We easily get that little voice that goes, no, I don't think you're ready for that. Or no, you shouldn't do that. Uh, I'll tell you about and, it's, and you know what, Abby, I, yeah, and it also needs to be there. I truly believe that sometimes the universe and your inner goddesses and whatever you want to refer to, they protect you for a reason. But there are times when I feel like if the same feeling, the same thought, the same dream keeps coming back to you, it's meant for you. And it means that you should go towards it in some way or form. And I think people do, they, they, they assume that it has to be a massive step. It has to be huge. It has to be, you know, like, oh, I need to quit my nine to five and go straight yeah. into this thing. And it's not, it's just getting the ball rolling, start talking about it, asking people's you know, opinion and researching it. And then that's how more energy will flow into your space. Okay, now I have a question. So you've, you've mentioned two things that have stood, have stood out to me. One was, of course, getting some some additional income stream and looking at what you're mm -hmm. offering and see what what you can either supplement to meet this goal or something yeah. that people are already asking for in your space or yes. something that goes well with your existing products. And then we talk about working with others, how you get the example of the coffee shop and the flower shop, like partner yes. with others. So now yes. what if, now here's two scenarios. One, you've just started your business mm -hmm. and uh, it's, it's, it's online because COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And now you're thinking, okay, I want to partner with someone. What should I look for? When I'm when I'm when I'm looking for a business partner, what uh, and also what warning bells should go off in my head when I when I when I you know connect with someone and I want to work with you mm -hmm. on, on a collaboration and they do something that should like that should alert me that this is not gonna go well. Yes. Okay. So if you are online, I would definitely suggest you always need to be very clear on who your audience is. Okay. Now we always hear about this. Who's your ideal client? Who's the person yeah. your perfect client? For me, this is more who's the people that wants to hear what you want to talk about. Okay. Whatever it is that you sell, whatever you offer, you need to know who those people are. And I don't believe it's just one specific person, but it is a, it's a group of people that are just interested in your niche. You solve a problem for them. You know, you're, you should be their go-to person. If I'm online, like I am now, I collaborate with people who have similar people in their audience. People that like, for me, it will be audiences where people want to make more money, which is a lot of people, but they want to make more <laughs> money in their business, but in an easier way, in a, a streamlined kind of way, in a way that where you can multiply your brand, your staff and your money all at the same time. So I look for those type of people that I can collaborate with. So if I were going online and let's say you... I'm trying to think, let's say you're a, a virtual assistant. This is your online business. You do virtual. So I would connect with, um, let's use Facebook. You always have to use so many examples, but let's use Facebook and there's millions of Facebook groups out there. I would connect with Facebook admins 
of those groups where I truly feel, and I've been in the group, I've seen who talks there, I see who's asking the type of questions, um, that that audience needs my virtual assistance. And that admin is someone that I would start nurturing. I would start reaching out to them and say, can I maybe have an interview with you inside your group? Can I maybe speak to your audience? Is there a way and form we can do this? Sometimes you would have to get them to come into your platform first so that they can also offer whatever that admin does. But it's called a relationship. And it's to hop on a call where you just chat for like 10 minutes so that both of you can see are we an actual match? Because that is where your gut feeling will come in like, oh no, this woman is a bit crazy. She's not my <laughs> type of person. So, and you have to be okay with that. You need to know, like if, you, if something in your insides, like I always say, like if something just feels off, just say, oh, I'm sorry. I don't think this is going to work. Or, you know, like just go with that because you don't want to speak to the wrong audience. You don't want to waste your time. And in the beginning, we are, we're very giving. We will take whatever gets thrown at us. We'll just, you know, whatever I can do. But, and it's also good practice. So I don't think there's a, there's a clear yes or no answer here, but I do think that you need to know where your audiences are hanging out. And if you don't ask them, ask people that you want to work with, where do you hang out on social media? Um, so, for example, if you have a friend who is kind of like your ideal client, um, because I know in the beginning when I started years ago and someone said to me, no, but go ask your audience. And I'm like, I don't have an audience. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Who's this audience? Do I call them? Up? And I was like, this is such a silly thing. And everybody does that. Like all, yeah, they all say, go ask your audience. And I'm like, damn, I, I don't just have that audience. right now. I don't have an audience. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, you know, I imagined who this person would be. I, I'm always very honest to myself. I've got different businesses, so I've learned from my mistakes, but I'm very clear on who I do not want to work with. So I don't like negative people. I don't like, you know, people that waste my time. I don't, you know, like I have a safe kind of mindset on who's that not that person is and who's the people I want to want to help. And then I thought to myself, let me ask someone of my friends, someone like a neighbor or someone in my family that kind of fits that personality. Mm -hmm. So please be very clear here. Don't ask your mom if she's not your ideal client. Don't ask your cousin, because unfortunately, family, as much as we love them and our friends, they do not understand the yeah. online world, they do not understand business if they are not in that world. But what I'm trying to say here is with the personality aspect, at least you can ask them questions that might be relatable to you. And again, if you don't have anybody there, you will have to go into groups and say, for example, if you, if you help people that suffer from anxiety, you need to go into groups and say, are there any ladies in here that are willing to chat to me about their anxiety? I want to do some market research. I really want to find out how I can best serve you. Now, you can even get people to DM you privately so that they don't have to feel like they're doing it on social media where everybody can see. But that is a method that also works. But the idea is to talk to a couple of people and really find out what is their real concerns? How can you really help them so that you're talking to the right people? And then you're asking them, Abby, where do you hang out? Where on social media do you like to go? And if she says, oh, TikTok, then that's where you should <laughs> be. No, really, it's funny because we always assume it's where you like to hang out. Yeah. People are not like that. Your audience is not to say that they're a Facebook group. Maybe they're more an Instagram yeah. person. Maybe they don't even do social yeah. media. So you have to be open to that. And if you have an interview with 10 people and yeah. nine out of the 10 tells you, oh, I actually, I don't like social media. I actually like email. Then, you know, but I think sometimes we are so focused on our own path, our own mission, yeah. what I want to do. And then you don't get sales and you're still asking like, but why? They told you, they told you email me and you're going live on Facebook like a queen and you're sharing your story and no one's hearing you. 
So that's definitely something I would encourage for online people is to focus, find out where your people are, talk to them, and then get in front of those audiences. So collaborate with Facebook groups, for example, if Facebook is your space. If video is your thing, make videos and then see how you can get the video in front of people. But it is in the beginning, Abby, I'm a big believer, you need to hustle a little bit, you need to put some time in, you need to figure out which way works the best, the fastest for you um, so that you can actually see the results. Posting in 200 groups every day on Facebook, for example, without responses means it didn't work. Okay, it does not mean you didn't work or your product or service didn't work. It means the method that you've used is not working. working. So all it means is you cross that one out and you try the next one, which is, you know, like either doing a video or doing a collaboration with someone. You, I've, I've had the most beautiful collaborations with people inside of groups, not even the admin, but yeah. people that after a while that you get to kind of know each other by always commenting on each other's things. And then you could say, but listen, you've got a great audience. You do, you know, this thing. My audience kind of likes that as well. Can maybe can we maybe help each other out? And that's how you should be doing, you know, focusing on is more exposing your brand, exposing who you are, almost like a little bit of PR, you know, like advertise mm -hmm. yourself more so that people know who you are. So that when they look at Abby, they go, oh, she's the one that's going to help me with my problem. That's why it, it should yeah. not, they shouldn't be worried, wondering like, oh, what, what do you do? Like in the beginning, even for me, like we've got multiple businesses. I can help someone come up with an idea, start it from scratch, multiply it and franchise it but my my jam is the franchise part so i always lead people that way because i think it's a perfect model to just multiply to millions it's easy i've you know made it an easy process but that's my jam and i stick to that i'm not going to teach someone how to run a facebook ad because i have no idea how to do it but i will collaborate with someone who's awesome at that so we can cross promote each other yeah. so look at what niche you're in and ask yourself who could I collaborate with that needs a little bit of me and I can need a little bit of them you don't have to give your whole basket and all the fruit inside you know away just to get yeah. something from them people sometimes just need a little bit and so that you can take a little bit that makes sense okay now my next question my next question is this so I've gotten to the point where I want to have some more um income stream coming not to not just to the business but to the family to the home as you had said and so yes. now where do where do i start from okay, that, that's not a question i have this online business i want to open another business so that i can have something else coming in mm -hmm. would you recommend that for the second income stream if i have one that's online i have a second one that's offline or would you say i open another online one I don't think there's a yes or no. I think it, it, for me, the second income stream needs to be something that you're extremely passionate about because it has to be something that's fun. It should be something that does not take up a lot of your time. And it should be something where your genius is needed more than your time. So, for example, we have started this uh, one of our income streams in our business or in our home is we partnered with someone who is amazing at HR. They've worked for an HR company for many years. And we sat around the table and I said to him, you should have your own business. Yeah. You will make more in a month because they get paid commission. You will get paid more in a month than you make in a year now if you just start your own business. And he's like, yeah, but I, I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't know all the ins and outs and what can I do and can I not do? And how do I start a, how do I register a company? And like all these small, minute little things. And I said to him, well, let's partner. We'll go in 50-50. You do your part. I'll do my part and we'll grow a business. And we did. And now he makes more money in a month than he's made in a year. I pocket and it literally takes an hour of my week 
where I just check in with him, give him guidance on how to start a business and what to do. So this is an idea if you already have business knowledge to share with someone. But for example, if you have a, a passion for painting, you know, you paint at night, it's all your own thing. Nobody even yep, knows. Yeah, paintings it. behind you. Oh yeah, well, this is my kids. These are my kids. But when you do something you know, passionately by yourself, ask yourself, how could I do this, but still make an income maybe from it? Could okay. you start night painting classes for over 40s in your garage with wine and cheese and it's a gossip <laughs> night? Like, could you make it that much fun? Everybody brings $20. That's what we do. We spend their two hours, but you actually teach them a technique oh, in painting um, and they get to collaborate. Again, collaboration, guys, is powerful. Um, yeah. And that could be something you can do. Um, I know of a woman that started something out like this and she literally now, again, she franchised this exact type of concept where you have painting nights with cheese and wine and she shows you like how to go from a white canvas to a beautiful piece of art. Um, but it's all about the unity. And now she has a running business and she only does these sessions once a month now. Like Wait. she doesn't do them, you know, every two days. Uh, so, so if you're collaborating with someone, would is it someone that you can physically see or someone that's, let's say, the other side of the world, completely virtual? Oh, it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. It, it needs to be two people that can share something together because they need each other. So, for example, I could collaborate pretty much with, I think, anybody who wants to start a business. They just don't know how, but okay. I don't have their business. So whatever they are. So if you have a butchery, and now you want to franchise it, but we don't know how to do that. I can go in with you if I want to get into that type of line, if that's what I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, but if I, for example, like one of my clients, she is she bakes, she bakes from home, beautiful birthday cakes, amazing. And now she has, through our coaching together, she is starting to teach children how to bake. So she opens, she opened a, a kiddies baking facility where kids can come and learn how to bake uh, with her. And she will also eventually have a program where it is a, a recorded program that she can sell online, which will what we call, you know, evergreen. I don't like the word, but it's, it's that thing that happens online and you hope. Yeah, like her. She oh, doesn't have more time right now. Yeah. So that is another income stream. So she creates this program. It will only be for, um, for adults online and um, and that's what she'll sell so she'll have her normal baking at night that she yes. would do if she has a birthday she's yeah. got these kids sessions on weekends where she teaches you know kids how to bake and she's going to have this online platform which is going to sell whenever she promotes it so now you've yeah. got three three lines of money coming into your home instead of one and again abby i just want to make sure people understand each income stream does not need to make you millions together they will make you millions, millions. So oh. I'm fortunate that we have three or four of our seven businesses that make millions every month by themselves. But even together, the, the, the strength that we have financially is so much stronger because we didn't start out like that. My husband and I, our very first um, additional income stream for our home was actually an apartment that we rented. So I'm very big into property as well. So what we've done is we, we rented an apartment or sorry, no, we bought the apartment, but we didn't have a lot of money. So the mortgage we worked out to be the amount that we can rent it out for. So over the five years, the apartment was paid off by himself through the person that was renting the property. Yeah. And we didn't make money. So that's, that's what people need to understand. Property is a long term. Yeah, after, after you've cleared up all of that, then you exactly. start making money. And then after five years, every month, we would get an income for still doing nothing. 
you know, we maintain the place. Yes, there's small expenses, but that becomes an additional. And then you can have two, three. Some people have 20 of these type of things where they just don't do much. The property will pay itself off. And then again, when that is paid off, that's where you pocket the additional monthly income streams. Yes. And this is something I really want to encourage people to look into because some countries don't allow you to, um, to rent yourself and then also re-rent. But if you can... For example, rent a premises, you're not buying it, you're renting it with the purpose to rent it out again. So to sublet it again, yeah. this is where an Airbnb option yeah. is beautiful. And we have an Airbnb, we have a beach house, we rent it out. Abby, I make more money from my Airbnb than we actually make in one of our new businesses that we started a year ago. So it shows you that, and I didn't, and we didn't buy the beach house for that purpose. We've had it for many years and we only started using it as an Airbnb about two years ago. And even during COVID, our beach house did very well because people didn't travel far. So they try to stay more locally. So mm -hmm. what I'm trying to leave with everyone is to not every decision you make or every thought that you come up with is it doesn't have to make sense right now. It doesn't have to be that million dollar deal right now, but it will grow. It Go can grow that. into something so much bigger as long as you play safe with your numbers. Don't overinvest in 20 things. You know, we did one thing at a time every year. As soon as we felt that we were safe, like, let's say we rent an apartment and now we don't have a tenant. Are we able to pay the mortgage? We made sure that we had some money for that. So that worst case scenario, we're still safe. Yeah. But once you get to that place where you know you're safe, you can move on to the next thing. No, so it's really just to sit as an individual and ask yourself, how would I like money to come in? You know, like, what is something that I can do with someone else or by myself? Or what can I buy or rent? that can make me money. So just another idea that I wanna share, you can literally buy a car or you can rent a car and you can get a driver to use it as an Uber driver. My mom and does that. <laughs> and, and this is huge and people think you can only do it for yourself or like if your mom does it, but you can start a business from this. Like as long as you're good with numbers and you can monitor people, motivate your team, be on top of them so they don't screw you over, you can make good money from this. And in most times, you know, in the taxi business world, you know, the, the way people get treated um, is what usually makes the industry not nice. But if you're like, jerk. <laughs> yes, exactly. But if you become the boss, that really takes good care of your drivers because you give them incentives if they get five star ratings or, you know, like all these extra things and you pay them well and you take care of them, they will make your business grow. And here you are sitting at home, not driving one of the five cars, but the five cars are bringing you in okay. money. So it's just to think, what do I like? Because if you don't like cars, if you don't even use Uber, then that's maybe not something you should do. <laughs> think of something that just, it's nice for you. Could you do something, you know, with that person? It, it's kind of a hobby for me, Abby, that if I go somewhere, I'll just call the manager up wherever we are and just say, have you thought about doing this? You should be doing this. And then I just give them like ideas because I see so much money lying on the table in a business and it's no one's fault. It's just mm -hmm. because when you're working in your business, you're, you're hustling, you're focused, you want to go 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 and we forget that you could have maybe tried one or two additional things that it could really help you build your empire and that's why i love your podcast name so much because building an empire is so it's so important it does not have to be just a job you can have a nine to five we need people to have nine to fives to work you know in any business but you can also have something on the side you can also have money that will cover you know i have an income stream that we created specifically that pays our entire kids we have three children all their school fees, they're in private school, and we get to pay it once a year for the entire year. And that's like a security net that we've yes. built 
because that's what I wanted. So I went and sat and thought, this is how much money I need per year. What can I come up with that over a year will make me that? And yeah. I think once people become that clear on your goal that we started, you know, in the beginning of this podcast, if you would become that clear on the amount, what is it for? What am I going to do to get it? How am I actually going to do it? And you put yourself in a space where you say, I'm not getting up from this table until I found the solution to this problem. That's the way you get forward. Because we can sometimes overthink things. We can sometimes stay in the dream world too long. And then we don't actually get to where we actually want to go. And then you just say to yourself, I'm a failure. I wasn't good enough to think of this. But if you become hungry, Abby, if you say there is no way I'm not going to do this, I just need to find out how. And sometimes going into a Facebook group and asking questions is how you get there. Okay, now I have a question. So um, we're, we're at this point in the marketing or business fair that everyone is going on and on about personal branding, personal branding. And there's this um, myth, well, myth, belief, so to speak, that if, you, you, as if you're building your personal brand, you cannot be this and this and this and this and this. Um, this was related to this and related to this all around one core topic. So you, you could not um, be a, a, a baker and then still be um, um, something else that's not related to baking because it's gonna mm -hmm. it's gonna make your personal brand very um, chaotic. So now now that we're talking about the different income streams, if I have this and this and this, and maybe this is in line with my personal experience, and the other one is in line with my personal interests, but there is not much going on in there. Um, mm -hmm. Would you would you still recommend I do that since? Um, based on what's going on right now that would not be a good idea personal brand wise yeah for me i, I believe that you're able to do multiple things that i i'm busy writing a book at the moment that is literally it's multiplied to millions and i believe women specifically women i'm very big for women we are allowed to want more and mm -hmm. if someone tells you no but you can only be one thing it limits yeah. you but I do agree with how you promote yourself. So you need to look at your income streams. And if you currently have more than one, which one is bringing in the most money? Because that is where your main focus needs to be when you promote yourself as a brand. Yeah. But if you have, like, for example, I promote myself as a franchise coach and I'm a business consultant because I have multiple businesses. But in the beginning, I was focused on sales and distribution, and that what, that's what I was known for. But yeah. as I've grown, I've added to my portfolio okay. all the things I can do. So you need to find the word that will describe what you all do. And all if you are a business consultant because you're able to manage multiple businesses then that's what you do and in your bio you say I can do this and I do this and I've got multiple businesses and if you need something like this it doesn't make you look crazy it makes you look experienced but it's the way you share your story and I believe through stories people will be able to relate so all my mentors in my life they do many different things and that's actually because of the way that I'm attracted to them because if they only talked about the one thing I would probably not be attracted to them in that way because I'm actually more attracted to the other skill they have that they acquired recently. So don't be too shy to, to share everything that you have, but I would suggest try to find a word or a status that you wanna to cling to if that's what makes you feel more comfortable that doesn't feel unorganized. And as you add more in, you can decide whether or not you wanna show that to people. There are some income streams that I have that nobody knows about. Like we don't share all of our private information with everybody, but we have property, we've you know bought physical things 
that gets rented out, which are very expensive and it's elite to certain luxury industries that nobody needs to know. Like I don't use that on, on, on social media to get the income stream. So for yeah. example, if you do the Uber idea, you don't need to put it on your profile. Nobody yeah. needs to know that you're an Uber manager or you own an Uber car. Like nobody needs to know that. That's just your private income stream. Yeah. If you want to use the idea of it and you want to inspire more people so that they can come to your other business, which let's say you're a coach, then yes, you can Based say that right? I create multiple businesses. That is what my, my zone of genius is. And I have an income stream like this. And, yeah. the, and through that, you can attract, you know, the, the type of audience that you want. Um, but I just think that don't overthink it too much, but definitely make sure that you focus first on the ones that actually are making you money, be known for that, and then see whether or not these additional income streams can work together as a word. Because if you are, um, you know, let's say you're a network marketing and you sell, um, let's say toothpaste, one of the things I know a friend of mine does, she sells toothpaste, but that's really on the side. Now she also has a nine to five and she also has a partnership with someone else in a flower store. So yeah. these three things are, 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 very, are very different. Yeah. But she advertises herself as an ambitious business um, entrepreneur. So she's known as someone that has multiple businesses and she shares her lessons, her failures. And um, when, whenever th something comes up for her, she shares how she deals with that. And that's how she attracts her audience. When, she's, when the audience is with you, you can be more specific, but she doesn't have to say, oh, and I sell toothpaste and I work a nine to five. Like you don't have to be that. You just need to decide when you see yourself on social media, what do you want people to say? What do you want people to think? And a lot of times also, Abby, we might think people see us in one way, but they actually see us in a different way. So ask. I love to ask my audience. I randomly have people that's always in my groups and I'll just pop a message and just say, Abby, can you do me a favor? What do you think my brand stands for? What, what is the first thing that comes to mind? What do you, and I, and I always pick people that I know have followed me for a while and then also brand new people so that you can actually see, because if someone comes to you and says, Oh, Abby, I think you, you, you do yoga, don't you? And you're like, oh my Lord, I don't even have a yoga mat. Why does she think it's yoga? But it's an honest feedback, right? It's honesty and you go, thank you. I've done something wrong. And then you go back to the drawing board and you go, okay, this is one person. Obviously we don't make massive changes because of one response, but you look at what a group of people say. And if you feel that the message is not aligned, that they're not like spot on what you want them to think of you, mm -hmm. then work on that. Work on your messaging, work on your bio message, the way you present yourself. I've been in some people's profiles where the, the what they put out on social media, they forget that yeah. is what people think of you. And the biggest thing, Abby, is that we think when you post a picture of your cup of coffee in the morning and then you post about your business and then maybe later tonight you post about, you know, maybe you went out with your girlfriends for a drink. You don't know who sees which picture. We assume we would love everybody to see all three, oh, yeah. but you don't know, right? So unfortunately with, with social media, I think it's like at the moment, like 3% of what you put yeah. out gets seen. So your luck, with your luck, if you have a little bit of bad luck sometimes, the one client you've been trying to attract, she sees the, the party picture. She's <laughs> going to think, oh, no, I don't want to work with Abby. Abby is just partying all day. Don't assume that, you know, the right picture will be seen. Around. I'm not saying don't share your person. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be on social the way you are in real life. Never, ever be fake. Do not pretend to be someone else. If you do things your way, do it, but do it all the time. And make sure that your messaging from the cup of coffee picture is still about who you are, 
what you offer and how can you help them? Because out of those three posts for the day, they might only see that one if you're lucky and you want it to be a good one. So that's why when people advise you like to think before you post and, and make sure it, it matches, it's just to so that when actually people do come across you, that they can really see what you're all about. Um, so it's not a sales post. It's not buy now, get one free type of thing. It's just, this is who I am. This is how you can connect with me. Did you know I have this, you know, like teach people about who you are. We are millions on Facebook. We would love everybody to see our stuff, but they don't. They don't. So when you do post something, make sure it has a piece of you that someone can take away. Yeah. Oof. Ooh, you could definitely be a public speaker. <laughs> I love that about that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. So now we know you're a franchise expert. We know you have a lot of businesses. And we know you coach people who want to uh, also have their own franchises. And since we've learned a lot about collaborations, you could definitely um, guide people on that. So, how does one get in touch with you or work with you as a coach or a partner with you? Like to get to Nicoline directly, what's the steps for this? Yeah, they can go straight to my website, nicolinealchadat.com. I'm on social media, also nicolinealchadat. Um, on Instagram, nicolinealchadatcoaching. Very simple. If you Google my name, I'm sure something will come up that's related to me. My name's not very often used. So <laughs> there's not many people. Very nickname. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I would love to reach out to people that if, if anybody wants to just find out more about the industry or how they can multiply their specific business. And I'm big on multiple income streams because I want to empower women to take more charge of their life. They're entitled to have what they want. Um, and it's time for us to support each other so we can reach that. So now um, most of the people listening to this podcast, not everyone, are coaches. Um, would you be able to work with them as well? Yes, I have a few coaches that I'm helping at the moment that we, they've got a specific program or a system that they use um, that they want to multiply across you know, borders and, and, and actually connect with other coaches in different countries mm -hmm. so that it can either be used in their local language. Like there's so many ways that you can take what you have to offer, even though it's online and have it more powerful in a different country. So for example, if you're, if you're a coach right now and you're doing something, imagine if you could have it in a country where it could be translated into the, the, the local language, where it just has so much more power and so much more energy. And it's maybe by someone that's already also on a, a pretty good status on coaching on that country. And you guys can collaborate Right. You're getting into a market that you might never have been able to get in anyway, um, either because of a culture thing or a language barrier. So yeah. it's almost like having a book. When the book gets translated into different languages, the sales always goes up because there's more options now for people to understand yeah. what you're doing. Um, so it's just, just, I help people just to think outside the box. I think, Abby, sometimes we're, you don't want to think too big and too bold because what maybe people have told you in the past, but I'm always about the bigger, the bolder, it's more exciting. That's so nice having you. That's not all my questions. So I guess one more question to wrap up everything. Uh, if you have one advice for the woman listening to this or watching this podcast right now, what will it be? Hmm. Don't take no for an answer. <laughs> 
I'm very big on that, Abby. I think, unfortunately, we, we're all raised in, in, in bubbles and um, it's either through love and support that people around you will always say no to you or not encourage you to do things. You might want to do something and you feel like everything's no towards it. But if you clear on what you want, if you if you have a hunger for whatever that is, and it's not always money, it might just be a status, it might to, be to move out of a specific town and into a different area, go after your dreams, plan it, figure out what the steps will be, ask yourself every day, how can I do this? How can I do this? And I believe that the universe will help you find the right way to do it, but you have to be hungry for it. And don't take no for an answer. Just say, I will figure it out. I will figure it out. And I truly believe that God will lead you on the right way. Well, I have learned a lot and I'm sure anyone listening to this has also learned a lot. So you can visit her website on nicolinelhada.com. It's going mm -hmm. to be in the description and in the video as well. And then um, when you get to the website, I guess there's like a form in there or something that they can fill. And then you can start having that conversation going back and forth to see if both of you would be a good fit for each other. Right? Yes. Awesome. Right. Thank you so much, Abby. <laughs> You're a star. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.